0: Hey Alex. Hi Steve. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Well I'm, I'm telling the truth, but how are you? My body kinda hurts.
1: Did you say your potty kinda hurts? No, my body. But probably what? cause I'll have to go potty. <laughs>
2: Derek was telling me that your fiance tried to poison you?
1: Uh, no, I think Domino's tried to poison me, I don't think it was her.
2: I mean, are you sure were you with the pizza while it made transit from Domino's to your place? Well, I
1: mean, it was delivered. She, she paid for the delivery, so that's less of a chance that she could have poisoned it, so. Who,
2: who literally took it and brought it into the house? This is where our money's gonna be made.
1: Okay, that was Megan.
2: So she did have unabated time with the pizza. You're now sick. Is she also having tummy problems? A little bit. A little bit? Okay. Well, I will. I won't say the next thing to keep us G-rated, but you're not—you're sure this isn't a master plan to kind of maybe try out a few rounds with one of your roommates?
1: I think if Megan wanted to kill me, I'd be dead.
2: (laughs) Checkmate. All right. Look, Derek,
1: how you doing tonight?
2: Can't follow that. I just want to
3: say this was only from the rumor mill. I did not confirm my sources yet, so I, no proof of anything to this point.
2: <laughs> hey, Adam Specterd <Schiffard>, you. <laughs> all right, so let's just hop right into it. This is uh I think we are all in fairly different places on the spectrum right now as we go into week 14 of the playoffs. Um a little bit of everything, but we'll dive into it, but right now let's talk about the NFL as a whole, and I think what will be a hot topic for at least two of the four of us, New Orleans implodes on Monday night, up 16-3 to three with three minutes to go, and they hold the ball. Excuse me, they are in possession of the ball. They have two possessions in these last three minutes. They pass on three of the six plays, and on a
0: fourth play, Mark Ingram runs out of bounds. Yep.
1: Yeah. I don't I mean, I, I,
0: I wrote, go ahead, yes. Somebody else speak because that was
2: my mind is blown.
1: Well, I don't know why your mind blown, but I mean, this is coming from somebody that's been a Lions fan for a long time. That that's not unusual. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but I think it happened. What was it two years ago that Todd Gurley could have gotten just sat down and won this team the game, but he got a touchdown. Something like that happens like every year, and like it stinks that it happened to them, but. I'm not a big Saints fan, so I'm okay with it.
3: I believe that incident happened with Nick Chubb and the Browns this year as well. Uh, but I think that Nathaniel Hackett was at home watching this game and criticizing Dennis Allen because this was one of the, the, most, the worst botched calls at the end of the game. And I think we can say there's a consensus of NFL coaches having an issue with managing clock at the end of games I, I heard someone once say that every coach needs to play John Madden football to understand yeah. how because we watch it from home and you're like what are you doing it, it, it is mind-boggling but the, the fact that Ingram ran out of bounds is like just quarterback sneak or whatever just get that like six inches to get the first down it was terrible it, it was a fireable offense in light of in context of everything else he's done this year, and I don't know how he ever got the job anyway because he was terrible with the Raiders. Uh, Dennis Allen is now gone. <laughs> he's down below Hackett as his worst game manager, in my view.
2: This may be a talking point next week. Worst of the uh, head coach is our, tech, our bottom eight. In... Like if they'd have run some, you're right, but if they'd done some of those plays with Patrick Mahomes, I'd be scratching my head. But on third and 16 with Andy Dalton, you're throwing the ball 20 yards downfield to Taysom Hill.
3: Inexplicable.
2: And that's, that's the Saint side of the, the things. The, uh, the Tampa Bay journey was particularly painful for Lucas and I, more so for you, Lucas. I'm, I'm well aware, but I had a little skin in that game as well. So. Lucas want you you want to talk about it from your perspective because really just the the dagger in the soul was the last play for me.
4: Yeah, it sounds like it was a pretty good game at the end there. Too bad I didn't watch it. Um, oh, no. No, I could only take so much of 45-year-old Tom Brady looking like he all of 45 years old uh when I needed him to light up the game and he has 11 points at halftime. Um so I had pretty much given up and I went to bed. And then I hear Kelly in bed next to me going, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and I'm like, and all of a sudden I pull up the game and I look, and sure enough, I I see on the score uh, that Tampa Bay just scored a touchdown to tie it at 16 and Brady threw it again and uh, I take a look at the points and see that uh just two points. Actually, I, I was going to, uh, uh, not me, it wasn't my matchup, it was hers. Uh, that she was going to win by two points with, uh, suck up getting that extra point. And I'm like, I need him to miss and I need them to go to overtime. And once he didn't miss, yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, so no, that sounds like really horrible clock management. And I love the fact that we're talking about all these other coaches and we've got another one coming up in the, uh, the, the questions here talking about another really horrible head coach. And the Lions won 40 to 14 so that's all I'm gonna say this is really weird
2: was Kelly do I'm sorry was Kelly just mostly in shock that it happened because it didn't have any negative impact on her of that outcome right
4: she knew if she lost she was in trouble for the playoffs that that the huh. matchup between her and I um, was was going to really 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 be important and uh, and and divorce level uh kind of uh (laughs) impact so uh she wanted to win uh so she'd have a more comfortable sitting this week um plus you always want the win
2: and had suck up miss she's going to lose points it's going to go to overtime and she wouldn't have been able to hold on with bobby having tom brady going in overtime
4: no all she had was mike evans and bobby had brady and suck up and a tampa bay linebacker Um, that's good so by going into overtime brady's going to get the points hopefully not to evans um maybe there's a game winning field goal and that gives me the the gives him the 1 point win but yeah uh
3: plus is on the border of the stat corrections hell i think we could say right
4: yeah I, I haven't really seen much of any of those this season so yeah. uh a 2 point win seems comfortable to me but uh yeah who knows um and then of course you know tom being tom i'm playing you in our other league who had tom brady um and so he does just enough for you to beat me in that league but just not enough for bobby to beat kelly so i ended up you know losing in both because he did well but not well enough
0: on
2: hindsight i should have gone first because your story really was the main event so i'll just go be brief here but uh, two things one i need to acknowledge how classy Derek is because i'm I mean, you're talking about these two leagues, Lucas, I'm like in 50 50 battles in both of them and like they're both going south, but it's not quite over. And I'm complaining to Derek, but I forget, like I, I legitimately forget, like, well, if I win in the other league, it's really screws Derek over, but he's like a champ and he's encouraging me and he's sharing in my sadness as this is happening and I appreciated it. But just very quickly, since you didn't watch it, like just the soul crusher against Jason, we'll get into this whole thing later, but Brady throws a touchdown. To Chris Godwin, and I'm I'm like a little kid at Christmas who just got like a every gaming console and like a Playboy magazine subscription or whatever else nine-year-olds want for Christmas. Like, I'm just so very happy, and I'm staring at the screen for like an extended period of time, and then I'm just about to leave and go like share the news of my house, and then like seven minutes later, the flag comes out for offensive holding. Like, Derek, you were watching. Am I missing it, or did that seem like that was a light, at least for them to tell you that was a flag? I mean, just soul-crushing.
3: Yeah, these are, this is why, uh, some people say that there is nothing crueler than fantasy sports, uh, when, when you have moments like that. It's the <laughs> highs of the lows, that's, uh, that's about as low as, as it gets. Uh, I do want to say I appreciate you paying me that compliment. I will say that when you're in four leagues, sometimes it's hard to track all the implications of what's going on, but, uh, anyway, compliment accepted.
2: Well, you, you try to have a well-rounded life. I'm not interested. <laughs> 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 All right, we will move on. Uh 2. Dallas outscored Indianapolis 33 to nothing in the fourth quarter Sunday night. So this game goes from Dallas up 21-19 to Dallas winning 54-19 in 15 minutes of game time. Why is Jeff Saturday a head coach?
4: Why is uh Dan Campbell a head coach? Cuz he's the man. Okay, why is, you listen why?
1: here, you, Luke, Luke, you no. can't bring Dan Campbell over here. He's been bringing the Lions okay. up to
4: nothing. Okay,
1: okay. He's 4-1 okay. the past five weeks.
4: I will give you that one. I I will I will concede that point. Uh, and, to go back to the previous question, and why and is yes, this thing? Yes, Jeff
1: is one, has one of the best <laughs> of any of the centers, which by far I believe is the most important position in football. So he knows what he's doing. He's just he's just thinking creatively outside the box. Maybe the NFL's just not ready for him yet. You know,
4: he just wants to sneak up on people and give them a false sense of security by giving up 33 points in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Strategy that lines up. Thanks. Okay.
3: I kind of take a different perspective here. I think who, whoever made the decisions to get the quarterbacks that they've had over the last few years, I want to know what those people still have a job or that person.
5: Yeah.
3: And I don't know if there's been any turnover elsewhere, Uh but Matt Ryan, um, old man rivers. Those, those were not the answers.
4: Well, I, while I agree with that, they also got screwed with the uh, surprise retirement too. Uh yeah. they, we're not ready for that. Uh, if they were, they would have mu- had a much better plan at quarterback and they've been scrambling ever since. So, but it's been enough time. You would have thought they would have had at least some sort of light, uh, at the end of that tunnel at this point, but.
2: Yeah. And maybe this is a conversation for a different time, but like a quarterback that was out there all off season was Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't think he's a, by all means, a savior of any sort. It's wrong terminology, but he's that big a deal, but he's certainly mobile. And would be better than this nonsense. And thanks for screwing Michael Pittman's fantasy value, Jeff, Saturday. Here's <laughs> to you. Moving on. Thanks for that. You know, uh number three, one of the things that I try to remember every year about fantasy football, which I inevitably forget when it's draft time because I fall in love and I'm a moron, is you have to – when you are drafting players, you have to pay attention to the quarterback. Like, you cannot draft. I really try to avoid running backs in crap situations, wide receivers of crap situations. That being said, like, the Derek Carr thing is very confusing to me. Like, he's gone from, like, a sub-average quarterback who's on my list to, like, fairly decent this year. And I think we saw that in particular on Sunday, like – but he is really reliant on Devontae Adams. 71% of his passing yardage and all of his touchdowns are going to Devontae Adams. So is this the best wide receiver in the league? Cause he, he's making Derek Carr look good and he, Aaron Rodgers is not looking good without him and he was an MVP last year.
4: Short answer, yes. Long answer, yes. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, insert whoever else here from any sport right when it's always the pairing when it's always the brady and the belichick even right you know it always says oh it's because it's the two of them because it's the two of them one of them leaves and the one of the two has super success and the other doesn't and then you're like "Ooh, okay maybe it was just one of them um you see this so often i'm sure you could probably you probably have a couple of duos in mind already but um, no, Devonte Adams, and I love saying this, is a much better football player than Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Yep. Yeah,
3: I, th- I think the case for Adams is as good as any wide receiver. I remember Darren Waller in the preseason was talking about how great he was watching him in practice, and he was just like, this is another level, which I'm sure guys would say about Jefferson uh, you know, in cup and stuff, but, uh, I think he's got a pretty strong case. And I, I think to your point of can, um, uh, uh I think you said trash quarterback, at least in the, what you sent us today, can he be, uh, sort of disguised by the, the offense? And I, it, it seemed like, uh, we knew, some of us knew how bad Baker Mayfield was but we didn't learn how fully bad he was until he was removed from Cleveland with a great running game and a great offensive line. Uh, That is a great point. And Cartesby is that guy who just, he's like an NBA player that can just, one night he's like, shoots 14 for 16, and the next night it's one for 16, and he's so streaky, so. Yes,
0: yes. (laughs)
2: I, I, do you agree with this part? The only caveat I would throw to that, and I think the synopsis is right, but no matter how hot he is, I'm never letting him take the last shot. Like, he cannot win in the clutch.
3: That's because you have been deeply wounded, uh, by Derek Carr. So, uh, uh and I'm scared because he's come through for me. And, sorry, Lucas, too. uh, yeah. I'm, I'm rubbing salt on wounds <laughs> for Lucas. Shut your
0: mouth. Just shut your mouth right now. We're not talking about this. That's a fair request to so move on.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually fair call.
0: Okay. <laughs> Alright, so
2: we, we had a question originally slotted here, but uh we are gonna bury it for now and we're gonna pivot off to our new question and that is now that the regular season is almost over, we're gonna look at our league specifically. Who has been the steal who was the steal of the late rounds of the draft? So we are a sixteen round league rounds 12 through 16 who was the best value pick
4: it's the solid pick
2: the solid pick
4: solid pick that was the reaction during draft day Ooh, solid pick so that's the that's the award i'll let you guys go first
0: i am going to do a cheat first and then honor
2: your question afterwards I think the steal of the draft and somebody who was with his team was Kenneth Walker in the 11th round to Bobby. Uh-huh. So that feels like the steal of the draft to me. However, honoring the the letter of the rules of your game, I think the steal of the draft has to be Tony Pollard. He has been working his way up all year long. He was a 12th round pick by, 14th round pick by me, who unfortunately I had discarded. But regardless, um, he has been incredible. He has finally overtaken Zeke after people thinking he's been the running better running back for two and a half years. So hands down, I think that Tony Pollard, I believe in the fourteenth round, has was the best late round pick and the worst general manager drop of the season.
0: I was debating between
3: Pollard and Miles Sanders who was taken in round thirteen. And I was trying to think I haven't looked at the numbers. So it was just based on, uh, just the perception, but, um, I do think, I do, I have Pollard in a, in a couple other leagues and with how explosive he's, he's been, even with just having limited carries, um, that I, I would have to, uh, second that and, uh, sorry for your loss there, Steve.
4: Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times when you play fantasy football, uh, you don't get to watch all the games at all the time unless you're Steve. Um, but, uh, so you watch the numbers, right. And you watch the trends and the games and, and all that stuff. But I had a chance to, I think I mentioned this last time I seeing Pollard, the guy is just really, really quick. Um, and yes, he is, he is seventh running back, uh, in our league right now. Um, so that, that's a really good one. Same with Sanders. Sanders is, is number 12 right now. Um, I'll go that same round, um, and I'm a, a slightly biased because I was able to trade for him. But uh, Chris Olave um, in round 13 is the 15th ranked uh, receiver currently, um, and I think that was also a very, uh, very good pick at that spot. Alex, I think there's somebody in round 15 that you really
1: love. Koo 15.
2: Oh,
5: sorry, 15.
1: You're talking about my pickup of Jared Goff? That's correct. <laughs> yep. Uh, best pick in the draft, if I say so. Not often I put my uh, last pick in the draft as my starter for half the season, so only paid in dividends. Right, Steve?
0: <laughs> Jared Goff, <laughs> please.
2: Um yeah. He's the quarterback of a 5 and 17 that we, one of the two best and a half. In the league. In
1: one of the best statistically offenses in the league. It's just, uh, that one guy keeps, uh, stealing his touchdowns. Oh. The Vulture. Yep. You know that guy with like 12 touchdowns? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sorry. I want to hear. Yeah. I just real quick. I will forget one I forgot to mention. Honorable mentioned to Cam taking the Cowboys like, They're tops in the league, and nobody saw that coming. That was i – I'm not sure what made him pull that trigger, but uh, just great call. Gratitude on that one, Cam.
0: Hey, way to go, Cam. Good pick. Solid, if you will.
1: I see.
3: Do we think Alex is going to make it the whole podcast? I can't tell if he's getting worse over
1: there or not. No, I'm fine. Okay.
2: Alex will turn it on when needed. He He is a
1: trooper. He is. I mean, if you say my name and I'm not here, I'm probably pooping. <laughs> but I'll probably have like a code word for like when I leave. Like, oh, what's the code word? Got poop.
2: <laughs> Classy. Yep. All right. We're going to go Lions centric for the next two. 20 touches for 110 yards and a touchdown last week. Is DeAndre Swift back? No. No.
3: I sort of always defer to Lion fans, so no. <laughs>
4: you've, if you've watched this team week after week all season, you know what their run game looks like. Um, especially when they're dealing with an injured Swift, um, it is running back by committee, by committee. There's there's three guys in there that run the ball. Um, Swift just happened to turn his his. Seven touches this week into, uh, into some good points. Um, he is, seems to always consistently be, uh, playing with an injury or something along those lines. Um, and it just, just happened to hit this week. So, oh, I, I apologize. He had 14 carries, uh, this okay. week instead of his five, five, six, two, and five the previous weeks. Um, so, yeah,
1: whatever. <laughs> I, he's still hurt, I think, but, like, they're still just using him tentatively because, like, if next week, maybe if, like, two weeks, next two weeks, maybe they win, they're going to start using him more because they think they have a chance at the playoffs. But as of right now, I think they're just still going by a committee because, I mean, the three of them playing together is doing just fine. And, like, last week was the first time Swift didn't look as, I don't want to say afraid of getting hit, but he was much more, like, Tentative to getting hit, you know what I mean. Yeah. And like this last week, he looks like he finally got past that, so I'm assuming he's starting to get a lot better. But like the lines are still going to be careful because, like I've said before, I think they're already looking to next year.
4: Yeah, that's a very good point. You, you get two more wins, and you're in the thick of the playoff hunt. You'll you'll be seeing him used more.
2: Hmm. I do wonder if it's a Josh Jacobs situation, kind of Alex's point. Next year, I believe, is going to be his fourth year, so. It's the last year of his contract, like, run him into the grounds. Well, I'm not. The Sun God, Amon St. Brown, is a top what wide receiver going into next year's fantasy football draft?
3: I'd say top 10. And I have actually, uh, I think I have a specific number, but come back to me.
1: I think he's going to be, like, 15 or 16. no. Well it depends on how um the new day new guy does. Uh what's his face? JMO? Yeah, the guy who like didn't really play this week but was there. Yeah. Yeah. So it really okay.
2: okay, so tease it out. If uh well I think what well, no, I don't think we need to tease it out. I think odds are this guy's gonna be fully recovered going in here, so if that's the case, where'd you put him?
1: Top twenty for sure. But I think, okay. like, if that guy, like, doesn't pan out or, like, if he gets injured again or, like, something like that, top ten. Okay, the problem is, well, it also depends is if we keep Goff. Because Goff, like, doesn't like throwing downfield. <laughs> and right now it seems like the only person he throws downfield to is, like, more than ten yards, like Amon Ra. <sighs> so if there's another deep threat, it's going to take away those passes, I feel like. Because Goff is, like, just, like, He's been better this year, but he still, like, loves checkdowns with a deep-seated passion.
2: You know, Uh, just real quick, I I would – I remember last year, the Vikings game, the first game we won. Like, there was, like – whatever time was left, it was the last play of the game. It was, like, a 20-yard touchdown. I think it was a fairly decent chuck he had to make to get into the end zone. And he threw to St. Brown, and St. Brown got open. So he's not just a a short possession receiver. Just that's what they have him doing. But he can do the other stuff. I think –
1: no, that's I'm, what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. like, yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with you because like he's the guy. If he's throwing like twenty yards downfield, it's to Amon Ra. But if this other guy pans out and he can also be a deep threat, that's where not even a deep threat, like a medium threat, that's where it's going to take away some of those catches, I think.
2: So I'm gonna I'm gonna agree and disagree. I think it is an other guy situation, but I think it's about the quarterback. If Jared Goff is there next year, I'm with, in the starter. I'm with Derek. I think he's a top eight to ten wide receiver. Love the guy. I think the problem is if. The, if the Lions draft a quarterback who is starting on day one, just the, the numbers say that rookies throw about a hundred less passes than non-rookie quarterbacks and the touchdown numbers. I forget what it is, but I mean, it's, it's almost like a Kenny Pickett situation. It just doesn't happen. So just a volume issue is going to make him much less valuable. So that's going to be, that's going to be the divider. But on talent, just, just love the guy.
3: Mm-hmm. My only concern with him is his durability because when I'm following, uh the the you know the the fantasy cast and i see brown down for an injury or brown injured on the play is the exact wording and then uh i hold my breath for a while and then oh he's back in and i remember the thanksgiving game he went, was uh hurt for a little bit and missed a game or two this year so uh that's a little bit of a concern but i do think he's he's a star on the rise he, i have like the for tier one, which would be like top five guys, I think it's Jefferson Adams Diggs, Cup AJ Brown, but I feel like I might be missing, uh, somebody, but I feel like he's right there next. So I was like seven yeah. or eight, like you said.
2: And that's a great place for him. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're right. He, uh, I mean, his dad was Mr. Universe. So I
0: have no doubt he's, he's chiseled, but yeah, he is slight by wide receiver standards. All right. So this is one, I, I think this is the one I'm most curious your guys' opinion
2: on. Um, Tua is who we're going to want to talk about, uh, Miami's quarterback. Like, on the one hand, he has looked really, really good this year. I personally think part of it is what we talked about Derek Carr. I mean, how bad do you have to be to not look good when you've got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell catching the ball from you? But here's what I'm curious. What do you guys think? Like, would you have any trepidation or where would your trepidation be if you were a Miami fan or the management team in Miami with the fact like this guy's got injury issues? He played he was supposed to play 11 years as a rookie. He missed one. He missed four games last year. He's missed two games this year. He's he's looked like he was going to be injured in two other in the last most recent two games like. There are some Jimmy Garoppolo type injury concerns here, so it's either like man, it's football people get hurt. I'm not concerned, or like this guy's this guy just has a little bit of harder time, and kinda putting that kind of money on a guy who may not be this great when Tyree kill ages out is not something I want to do
4: um he, the injuries this year are are a little bit unfair i i I mean concussions are injuries. But I don't consider people injury prone if they get a concussion, right? Um, so, but it's too early to tell on any of that stuff. Um, I think it's too early to pull the plug. I think it's too early to go all in. Um, yes, he's trending in the right way. Yes. I think you're still comfortable with him and, and you still keep him around the next year or two and see how it goes, but it's just, it's just too early for a lot of that stuff for me.
3: Yeah, I have a similar answer in that I, I think there's a reason to, to pause and to assess everything. I mean, coming out of college, there was concern that his hip injury was so bad that he, he wasn't going to have a NFL career. Um, so to have something that serious, that, that is alarming. Um, I think about from a, from the owner, from the perspective of a fantasy owner, it would probably depend if, cause I have some years where I'm like, I will never, roll the dice, it's just too stressful to have an injury-prone player, then maybe I go a year have a healthy team, and I sort of forget how painful it was. Uh, so I'll, I would take the upside. But, uh, sorry, was that Alex? No. Okay, <laughs> my own echo, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, I would be a little cautious to uh, send, you know, throw out the big bucks right now. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a tough one.
2: Well, you guys bring up a really good point though. I mean, especially with his rookie contract. He's under contract next year, so you don't have to touch it. You have a fifth year exercise, you have a fifth year option you can exercise, so you really don't have to make the decision for two years. You could even franchise tag him after that, so
0: you do have time to see how things play out here. So, that's a fair call on the holds. Mm. Very fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to
2: I want to talk about playoff seeding. Um so Lucas, you have done a lot of the legwork for us here, so I'll do the brief outline and then kinda let you kinda get into the numbers on it here. So what I believe we know about the playoffs after thirteen weeks is that Derek, you and Carly are gonna play in week six, sorry, week fourteen, winners the one seed, losers the two seed. Lucas, I believe I am locked in as the three seed. I believe Bobby is locked in as the four seed. We've got three teams vying for spots five through seven. That's where I need your help, the tiebreakers. And then I believe we have Cam, you, and Jason on the outside looking in right now.
4: Yep, that's uh, fairly accurate. Um, There uh, is a chance um that steve can still get the the number 1 seed and win the division
0: outscore carly um, by 90 points
4: keep going <laughs> oh i actually think i know this uh 96 no you're you're getting closer so carly has to lose steve has to win obviously um and you need to beat her by more than 100 points uh so that's not happening so yes. Uh is there locks? Yeah, it is pretty much locked. Uh just quick pause.
2: Fuck you, Donovan Smith. You, you
5: <laughs>
2: bastard. Moving on. Still
4: I was say, place.
2: I'll
3: All take right. care of the beating Carly part if you can take care of the ninety six points, but ship yes, the sale. So
4: so Derek's Derek's number one seed um is also um uh, that that's a lock. Uh even if he loses and Bobby wins uh, the head-to-head matchup, which is the tiebreaker, goes to Derek uh, since I believe he has beaten Bobby twice uh, this season. So that uh, head-to-head matchup tiebreaker uh, makes him a lock for a first-round buy. Uh, three and four, I'm just going to trust you. I didn't even look at those. Uh, that sounds about right. I don't know if Alex can move up into a four seed from the current five seed. I didn't look sure at can. that. Sure, sure, sure can. can. We'll say yes. We will yeah. say no. Can't. No. Sorry. I'm gonna <laughs> if, well my way into it. <laughs> if anybody can find a way, it's Alex.
1: Have I? It's, am I in the playoffs right uh, <laughs> now?
4: Right now, Alex is the five seed. Kelly is the six, and seven is out. Or is Matt just on the outside?
1: If I lose this week, can I get kicked out?
4: Uh, I'm getting there. <laughs> okay. Yes, there is a possibility that you can get kicked out. Um, no, <laughs> but it's a, it, it's just a little bit more of a possibility than Steve's getting a first round bye. We'll we'll just put it that way. Nice. Um, so Alex wins, he's in. Uh, if Kelly wins, she's in. Period. Those are the easy ones. Uh, if Matt loses, Kelly and Alex are in. No no matter what happens, so there's there's your easy scenarios. Um, So there, we'll 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 go with Alex first. Um, Alex, if Alex loses and Kelly wins, and Matt wins, and Matt outscores Alex by 97 points, (laughs) Alex is out, and Kelly and Matt are in. So. Alex, ESPN gives you a 97% chance of making the playoffs. You can feel pretty safe.
1: Nice man. <laughs>
4: um, especially since, uh, Matt has a quarter starting quarterback that got hurt last week. Um, and I, no backup that I'm aware of. So yeah, anyway, um, now we get into the interesting stuff with Kelly and Matt. So, uh, for Matt, to get in uh first of all he needs to win right he loses there is no route for him uh so if he wins uh and alex wins and kelly loses that puts matt and kelly at head-to-head of which matt owns the head-to-head matchup that is his only route in he is 48 points behind kelly he is 97 points behind Alex, like we mentioned before. So if there is a three-way tie of any kind with Matt, he loses out unless he outscores Kelly by 48.
2: Hold on, so, let me fact check you on that one. I know I've yep. been wrong about these things a lot, but my understanding that if they got into a tiebreaker, the tiebreaker to get the fifth, the 40th, ESPN is going to do first is just figure out who's the five seed. That's going to be Alex off points scored. Then it's going to come down to who's the sixth seed, Kelly or Matt. That goes to head-to-head record. That would be Matt.
4: Thank you. I forgot about that. That is correct. Thank you for that correction. Uh, so you're right. If it is a three-way tie, they determine the five seed first, which would go to Alex, and then it would be Matt and Kelly in a head-to-head. Um, unless, what the see, Kelly and Alex's points for um, – is it 48? Yeah. Kelly is about 48 points behind Alex as well. So um, if she outscores Alex and there's a three-way tie, she'll get the five seed and it'll go down to head to head with Matt and Alex, um, of which they are tied there. So then it goes to points four. And again, Alex is up 97 on Matt at this point. Okay. Um so yeah there there's a lot of different scenarios here. Um, uh, Kelly if Kelly loses, um, again, she her path is still if Matt loses, she's in. Uh, but if she loses um, and Alex and Matt win, uh, she is out because it's just the head to head with her and Matt. If she loses and Alex loses and Matt wins uh then it goes into that three-way tie um, of which um she will lose so she needs you to win alex she doesn't want that actually she needs to win i don't i don't see it if she loses i think she is out okay that was that a make lot all, to remember does that all make sense <laughs> i know it's so close yeah um that, especially when you get three people, chances are they're from different divisions, so head-to-head never comes into play because there's different games, numbered of games played between the, play, the teams, um, so it immediately goes to points four um, as the tiebreaker in, in a three-way tie with different in different divisions. I, I
3: got just a tad distracted. Can you repeat everything? <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh Alex is gonna win, he's gonna be in. Um I am gonna win, so that means Kelly loses and she's out and Matt makes it in. Perfect.
0: I think if we
2: just talk a numbers perspective, I think Matt's gonna be favored over Jason, you're gonna be favored over Kelly, and I Alex and I are coin flip, but I don't think he's gonna lose but he's gonna lose grounds on points, so I think that we're looking at if all that holds it's gonna be Kelly and it's gonna be Alex and Matt. But Matt's team has also fallen
4: off a cliff in the last month. Love you, Matt. Um, so that's a, that's a factor too. And and Jason's team has apparently climbed up that cliff. So. Oh, for the love
2: of God! <laughs> if you told me I would have put up 150 points against Jason, like I'd have been pretty comfortable.
4: You would have thought, but yes.
2: Anyway, so we'll it, get into that very briefly later. Um, I appreciate you doing the legwork. Um, this is, and and I genuinely appreciate you doing the legwork because I think that when those days, the first days after you were knocked out of the playoffs, whether it's like you, regular season, or your first day after losing the playoffs, those are just some of the worst days of the year. So I really appreciate you channeling this your – This is why
4: that. you play in multiple leagues. Uh,
3: yes. <laughs> yes, well said.
2: Okay, so real quick, so it's a quick tangent, and I, I will come right back to this. I, I want you guys' opinion on something. Um I'm in a dynasty league, Lucas. This, this is not the one you're in with me. Um, And we did our – this is our first year in the draft, our, our first year in the league, and I basically – I basically gave up on this year, um, and traded away most of my startup picks in the, in the startup draft. Um, I basically took Justin Herbert in round one, Deshaun Watson in round three and traded away picks in, in two through six. So I'm really bad this year, but the good, the plus side is I've got four first round picks in the rookie draft. So here's why I'm bringing you guys into this. I'm literally the worst team in the league right now, but I'm playing the second worst team in the league in the regular season finale. And I want to know if I am being unethical with this. No, you're not. Okay. I, and I you think you're still hard. In you tank hard. Well, so the rule of thumb I'm using is I, it's, it's a two quarterback super, it's a super flex league. So you have to start a quarterback and you can start a second quarterback. So I have pulled out all of my good players and I've inserted all of my scrubs who will play in the game. So not like, you know, James – or not like, uh, I have Brees Hall in this league. So not a guy who's on IR, but a guy who's going to get points. So have I, have I cheated? Have I be, am I being inappropriate or as long as I'm playing guys who will be on the field? I have, I have met,
4: not. I have met. The reason I'm okay with this is because it's dynasty. Yeah. You, you are playing for the win. You're playing to win the first pick. You're not tanking so somebody else can win, right? The, the tanking, you're not going up against somebody who's on the edge of the playoffs um, who could get in or out or push somebody else out. You're going up against somebody who's out of the playoffs and you're just going up directly against this person for the first pick. So you're playing to win the first pick against this guy.
3: I like it. I I would say if you are forced into a corner where you have to tank out of your own self-interest, that is a systems problem. It is not a personal problem. You have to play the, the cards that you're dealt under the circumstances so I I do not think it's unethical. It's a mental health. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so my opponent's doing the same thing as a quick reference point. The average winning score in this league is about 140. And right now it's projected to be 73 to 67.
4: <laughs> 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 okay. Then you really don't have to feel bad because he's doing it too. Exactly. Or she, sorry.
2: Actually, I don't know. Um, so, but yeah. All right, so last one before we get into the the rankings for the uh our, our rankings for the week. So this is going to be a fun one. Uh, we've talked about this off air so that you guys are ready. I want to just uh for the duration of week fourteen in the playoffs, I'm going to have a little bit of fun and I'm going to give you all an imaginary one hundred dollars. So in every week, I'm going to have you divvy up what you do with your money a certain way. And to verify, you're going to have a hundred dollars now and whatever you Make or lose is what you carry into the next week. Not that we start out with a fresh hundred dollars next
0: week. Ooh. Next okay. Week.
2: So you get to spread your money out into as many or few of the following options as possible. One, the Derek Carley matchup, which is for the number one seed in the playoffs. Right, Lucas. Winner's going to take all with that.
4: Yes, because of the head-to-head matchup, Derek. They they have not played each other yet. This is yep. it. So whoever wins, wins the tiebreaker. And if Derek wins, they tie on record.
2: And then we have three teams who can make the playoffs who are not currently in. Alex, Matt, and Kelly. So how much money you want to put on each person making the playoffs. And I'm going to have a last-minute audible that you can only put half of your money on Alex to make the playoffs.
4: Oh That's, man. that's bullshit.
2: All right, never <laughs> mind. Off the table. What
4: are, what are the odds? What are the odds for each of these? Like, like, is it all two to one odds? Like, you, you double your money, whatever you put down? Yep. Okay. hundred bucks on Alex.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep, I'm going to waffle. I, I did not I know. know. I know. I did not know Alex's path was that clean to the playoffs until you told me that. I,
4: it's very, very clean. Um, so, so if we're only going to half, it's 50 on Alex. Okay. Um, Okay, see, now it's now it's going to get a little interesting. Um, ugh. What if that's all I do? What happens to my mm-hmm. other 50 bucks? You got to spend the 100. Well, you said you don't have to spend it. Oh, you don't have to spend it on all of them. You have to spend all the 100. All right. If somebody else has got something, go ahead. I'm going to have to think about this a little bit more now. i give you all a right.
0: chance. Oh, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I got, I got 50 on Alex for the 97% odds on that. And then I, I'm going to toot my own horn here because I'm on a six game winning streak. Like I, I'm as confident right now as Alex is all the time. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to keep riding it and then put 50 on me.
2: I like it. I love it. I like well, it. I, no. I'll, I don't have quite the confidence that Derek does, but I'm not far behind. I'm going to put $30 on Derek over Carly. I'm going to put, and I'm going to hedge my bets. I'm going to put 15 on Matt getting the last playoff spot and five on Kelly.
1: Nice. I'm putting 50 on me and 50 on Derek because I love that attitude. (laughs) Because I know that's the attitude that's going to win games. I got to tell you guys, I was
3: going to do 50 on Alex before we even talked about the playoff odds because Alex is always affirming, encouraging other teams. I felt like it was a time to return the favor and express my confidence with him. And and obviously the math backs me up,
4: too. I'm sorry. I play with my head, not with my heart. So, <laughs> yeah. Which is why I'm out of the playoffs. Um, <laughs> shoot, where is that? Yeah. I'm trying to find, there's always a matchup page that shows the points scored by both teams over the last like five or six weeks. And I wanted to see the graph with you and Carly. And I cannot for the life of me. I didn't that. know that existed.
2: What, yeah. where, yeah, when you find that, let me know.
4: Um, well, you're going to want me to make a call here and I'm poking around. And I still can't see it. So, um, I I'll I buy you going, some
0: time. Oh, go ahead.
4: No, I will go. Um oh gosh, which one do I feel better with? I don't know. God that Josh Jacobs just freaking blew me up last time. I, I know I said I'm gonna win, but I haven't even looked at the matchup. Um She got Jonathan Taylor out this week. That helps. I've got half my team out this week, so that doesn't that help. Doesn't help. <laughs> oh dear lord, they're playing the Rams. On Thursday though um chase is back, but he was, oh God, if she keeps people's Jones in, I'm just gonna really destroy her um <laughs> and she's got Tua against the charge now that's God, I really think it's gonna be me. I'm sorry um
0: I will say fifteen on Derek. I will say 15, no.
4: So I, the Kelly, I can't put like 15 on me. It would have to be on Kelly. It, it's money on.
2: Which teams make the playoffs?
4: Okay. Um, I don't know. Jason's doing really good. I will put 30 on Derek and 20 on Kelly. Okay. So then I don't feel so bad if I beat her. So I guess I do play with my heart. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So the – uh Just to give you guys a a primer for what it's going to look like next week, let your brain start spinning on that. The money you have is going to be able to be put into the four playoff matchups on both sides of the bracket total. And then the other one is we've talked at random points throughout this year and previous years that being number one in the Jenkins going into the playoffs is not a blessing. So Uh you, you can bet money on the one seed or the field to win the championship. Can be the same thing. We'll cap it at. We're going to cap it at uh, fifty bucks.
4: Well, we should probably cap it at half of what you have.
2: <laughs> I, I wondered about that too. But if Derek comes in the next week with hundred and ninety, and you come in with forty, it seems unfair that he can put ninety-five on it, and you can only put twenty on it. But we'll t- we'll take that one off air. Okay. All right. So I get this wrong from time to time. Lucas will step in and interrupt me because I know you keep the chart. Um, last week's Jenkins. One, Carly came back into the top spot after being there earlier this year. Two, Derek. Three, Babe. I was four. Alex, you were five.
5: Nice.
4: Cameron?
2: Cam, you were six. Yep. Lucas, seven. Kelly, eight. Matt, nine. Jay, ten. Yep. Okay. Alright, so. Um, we've all talked about this, but just let the rest of the podcast know, I have asked that the primary focus, um, we're going to talk very quickly about the seven teams that are still in contention, and we'll put more of our focus on the teams that have kind of saw their season end this week and kind of have their moratorium, and we will do that every, every week with the teams that are out. So next year, next week will be the one team of the three of them that did not make the final, so the playoffs. So anyway, all that being said, who is number 10?
4: I really wanted to get Jason out of here and reward him for such an epic, close, hard-fought win this week with 152 points. Um, On top of that, let me just say, Jason was the top scorer this week out of the entire league. That alone should get him out of the cellar unfortunately, he's held that the entire season. I think it was way too much of a deep hole for him to dig out of. So I have to say, Jason. I'm
3: going to say, so Cam hated me for, or part of the reason Cam hates me is because I picked his team 10 early on in the season. Um, But why not just kind of circle back to it and say
4: Cam at 10? (laughs) Talk about doubling down here. That's (laughs) it. That's great. I did
3: quite, uh, after listening to last week, I, I think uh, I may have underestimated the depth of, of Cam's disdain for me. I thought we were maybe just doing bits for the ratings, but uh seems kind of a palpable hatred.
2: I think he was hating everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. All right, so, Lucas, you've gone with Jay. Derek, you've gone with Cameron. Alex, where are you taking us? I'm going to go with Jay. All right, Lucas and Alex, you are still alive. Was 10, stays 10. And I forgot, Lucas, he's been 10, like, from the get-go.
4: From the get-go. I I don't know if I've ever seen anybody go wire-to-wire in one position in the Jenkins ever. Um, So, wow. Hey, congratulations, Jay. I mean, you have the most championships in the league, and you're the first one to go wire to Well, we're not done with yet. (sighs) We, we still have one more week in the regular season here, but, um. Almost there. Yeah. Yeah. ESPN no, didn't
2: hate him. They had him seventh coming into the, uh, they had him seventh in their initial rankings.
4: No, he's got Pollard. We talked about him earlier. Uh, he's got Geno picking up free agency and some trades here. It was some good moves. Um, and McLaurin. Just, wait, he's, how is Terry McLaurin thirteenth wide receiver in our league? I that that guy I just I don't know he's my my Joe Mixon I guess for you Steve right you just yeah you just don't understand it, um and like he said earlier today oh sure you know now that it's all over with and doesn't matter one lick uh his team decides to start scoring and and giving him a good season so you know uh wash your hands of it um. You've got not last place to play for, and here we go.
3: Hey, I lost to Jason's team too uh, early on in the season. I I think he's great. I mean, I don't know (laughs) what went wrong here.
2: (laughs) Wow, so he's got some pretty impressive wins over the years. Over the year. He
3: beat Carly too?
2: Let's see, he has beat you, he has beat Kelly, he has beat Cam, and he has beat me.
3: I
0: was gonna say he was like the, he's the giant killer until you mentioned Cam and Kelly. You
2: know, I think yeah. And you and I, Derek talked like again. You know, we 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 saw we thought this could happen that she'd make the playoffs, but we'll we'll get to her in just a moment. So I just want to talk real quickly on Jay's team. Like you know, it's an interesting thing. that I kind of was looking at this draft, Lucas, because I think you guys were back to back in the in the draft. I think it was eight and nine. Like you you were eight and he was nine. I don't hate. I think the only pick I don't like of Jays is Leonard Fournette, and I, and I know I'm in the, I'm an, I'm on an island there, but I've just never believed that Leonard Fournette was a guy I was going to burn a second round or first round, however we qualify the keeper as a pick. But beyond that, like good picks that didn't work out,
4: Debo, that, that end of the draft just sucks. Uh, that eight, nine pick is always the worst place to pick, uh, historically.
2: And It would have required a little bit of a crystal ball But I will tell you, I wondered that too But there were things to be had there Jake could have had a combination of Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill with those picks Later, like three picks after he went Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Keenan Allen eh, Hit or miss, but something Aaron Jones, so there were some picks there Um, So Debo, I think good pick went wrong But Leonard Fournette Not a fan Mm -hmm. of Dak Prescott, you couldn't have predicted the injury Just a couple of things set him off sideways Kyle Pitts I almost took Kyle Pitts in the, in the third round and he did. So I can't fault him there. I think he just, things came up bust.
4: Yeah. And cause it always happens to at one person every year, happened to Jay this year. Uh, he is dead last, uh, in points scored and he is, uh, second in points against, uh, just six points behind me, uh, who's had the most points scored against. So um and points scored for him he's 150 we talked about this last week um even with a top score this week he's still 150 points behind ninth place in points scored so it's just one of those years man uh it, i don't know why but it just seems to happen to somebody every year yeah that that whole point scored for and against
2: so the question i'll be asking you guys with everybody um, I want you to start thinking about who the keeper is for next year. So I'm going to ask you who's Jay's keeper, but I, just to see the model through, let's assume that we go into next year thinking that
0: Pollard and Zeke are going to be in a, some sort of timeshare. Is it Pollard or are you going somewhere else? Thank I think you. it's Pollard. I think he's, his star is still
3: rising right now. Um, so I, I, I would take him partly for just the, the potential and what he's shown the second half of the season.
4: Remind me, was, was McLaurin his keeper this year?
0: No, he traded his keeper, uh, Dak.
4: Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of somebody else besides Pollard. Um, you know, Geno Smith is the sixth quarterback, but you're not doing that. Um, and yeah the, yeah, the only other one would be McLaurin. It's, it's gotta be Pollard.
0: I think
2: so. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think if I'm Jay, the only other thing I'm doing is I might dig around and see if there's a decent guy on IR. I can't remember if Cup didn't get dropped when he was on IR, but I don't know if there's an option that way, but yeah, I think it's Pollard and hope for an early pick to draft a quarterback. Or wherever your heart's at. All right,
0: nine. Cam.
4: <laughs> we are changing up Rivalry Week. <laughs> Period. End of end of statement. Um, it's got to be Matt. Yeah, I'm gonna say Matt.
2: Two for two, you guys. <laughs> well, I'm nine stays nine.
4: Yeah. I mean, he, he did nothing to, to climb up a spot at all. Um, and it really wasn't his fault. Um, I, I will take a page from Jay's book and say, yeah, sure. Fine. Right at the end when it doesn't matter, I finally have luck go my way against my matchup. Um, it was nice to have players playing Monday night and not even care what they did. Um, cause I had already won. Um, but Lamar going down early, uh, your quarterback gets you two and a half points. You're you're not winning, period. Uh, and then he also had Cortland Sutton in, who was coming off an illness. Who I don't even know if I don't know how many snaps he took or, or how much he played. I never saw him out there. Um, and and yeah, zero points from a receiver, two and a half from a quarterback. Good luck,
2: Lucas. We talked about this Sunday. I we didn't know, but like find out he played 47 percent of the snaps and still didn't get a. He had one target.
4: Yeah, so you know he was still he was coming off an illness. Yeah. Um, you know, just like just like the Debo with the deep thigh bruise, you know, just because they play doesn't mean they're going to play. Um, you got to You got to really pay attention to that stuff sometimes.
0: But it does go ahead.
4: He still has a chance to make the playoffs, and a pretty decent one at that too. So yeah, I'd rather be ninth in the Jenkins and in his position than in mine.
2: That'd be uh, there would be something interesting if the nine seed pulled it off and didn't move up
5: during the process.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there there'd be something about that, Steve. There would.
2: Um, Real quick, you have to make a move. It sounds like it's possible, but unlikely. Lamar plays; he doesn't have a backup quarterback. Who are you pulling off waivers if it's your team? It seems like the obvious answer to me is Jared Goff playing Minnesota, but I'm curious if there's a different opinion in the room.
4: Um, that would be a good one. Um, I would not grab Huntley. I would not grab Russell Wilson. No. Um, or Tannehill, or Brock Purdy, or Pickett, or Darnold No, it's it's Golf. Um, and then he he slides his third place winnings from playoffs over to Alex because he wouldn't be available without him. So.
3: I would Maybe. give just a little bit of thought to Tannehill since they're playing Jacksonville at home. Uh, but I'd still probably land on golf as a safer play.
4: Ooh, I'm really curious on something. Oh no, he has the second waiver pick. So he does have waiver priority. Who's one? Carly.
2: He's so not going to try to grab a quarterback. No.
4: Kelly is three. If you're talking about an ethical decision, Ooh. Does Kelly put in a waiver claim for Jared Goff?
2: Does and, she have to get rid of anybody good to do it?
4: And and cock block because she needs him to lose. Yeah. Um Let me just check her team really quick. Um she could oh, see she's got oh she's got Stafford on IR. But she's got somebody on IR who's not on IR, so she would have to drop somebody. Um yeah i there's plenty of players she can drop very easily that and just put in a claim. In fact, it would have to be Stafford because you can only have two quarterbacks
2: and there's no value in keeping Stafford. there's no way he's her keeper next year, nope. and he's not coming back, so it's not going to come to bite her so um nope. yeah, I think it's a good question for the league i yeah, I do it. I think Derek's point is Val Tannehill could have some value, but I think there's too much upside with golf. In a shootout in Minnesota and, uh, you need this one.
4: Yep. Yep. You, you, I not only play to win, but you play to make somebody else lose. And Matt's got a chance. He's second in waiver priority. Um, so if you, he needs to grab that quarterback, you put in that claim and you get him. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't, um, he could be in, he could be in trouble.
3: Is, is Matt a regular listener to the pod?
4: Yes. Okay, so he's gonna love, uh, okay, Matt. This, this
3: recommendation
4: here. <laughs> this is when you burn the number two waiver priority. You need a quarterback. Go get him.
0: Absolutely. Alright, eight.
1: Let's keep going. I get it,
0: Cam. Kelly? Kelly? No,
4: Lucas. No, Kelly.
0: Alright, so Lucas, you went with Kelly. Alex, you went with Lucas. Derek, you went with Cameron. Yeah. Okay. All right. The streak
2: is dead for everybody. Um, well, Derek, you got it right. Was six drops two spots to eight. Cameron. Finally.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I have got to say one just terrible piece of luck for Cameron. Cause I, I was really invested in him, in him winning his matchup. Like, He went into the Sunday night game like 12 points behind with his kicker to go. And if you would have told me Dallas puts up 51 points and your kicker needs 12, I'd have really liked my chances, but he didn't kick a single field goal. That was a tough break.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think for a good part of the year, based on total points, Cam would have been a a playoff caliber team. Uh, he's, he seemed like he was, he was top heavy. With Allen and Brown, <laughs> maybe throwing Matt Juden. Juden is uh, the, <laughs> 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 I couldn't resist. Uh, and he made a good trade, right? But it was just too little and his team just kind of ran out of steam. Uh, he, he had, he had the talent though. Um, but, uh, he pretty much was resigned to his fate. It seemed like, uh, last week. So, uh, who knows if he if he even followed what was happening this last week?
4: Yeah, he did. Um, sure. and you know what, him and I had very similar seasons this year in terms of how we lost and our teams and, and and that whole thing. Um so I can I can truly empathize with him. Um to be honest, you guys are happy that the two of us are not in the playoffs. Um it, Either one of us can drop, like I did, right? 100, what, 148 points last week. Uh, very yeah. easily, very quickly, uh, with, with benches to supplement. Um, and it just didn't, you know, doesn't pan out for everybody. Um, and, and he's ready to go with a, you know, he's hoping for a good pick next year. If he gets a good pick, he's got Josh Allen and another top elite player and he's sitting really good. Um, much better than me. Uh, he, he is, the, he is the very obvious, uh, keeper pick, uh, where I have some decisions to make, so.
2: Uh, we've uh, talked about this a little bit before. Uh, Luke's asking, but I don't want the other guys to weigh in. Let's just say for the sake of the argument that Cam pulls the number one pick in the draft. However, we determine draft order, but Cam comes in at number one. Would you let go? Well actually you would probably let go of Josh Allen, keep somebody else, and then draft Josh Allen one, similar to what I did this year. So never mind. I was actually not trying to pat myself on the back. I was thinking, would you go with a different quarterback? But yeah. Disregard the last thirty seconds of this conversation. <laughs> um one thing I do want to say about Cam's team. Um I know Cam. Feels like I am unkind to him on this podcast sometimes. So I'm gonna be unkind but also throw myself in the same boat. I just thought he made three fantastic keeper. AJ Brown was I thought it was a decent idea, but I didn't think it was going to turn off this well. Josh Allen. Top, top five. Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. Josh Allen was clearly um, – his numbers haven't been great, but he's played good football. Just, you know, sometimes you don't throw – you run the ball in the end zone, you don't throw it in. Um, great pick. Aaron Jones. Is, I forget where he is, but I think he's last – he's running back seven a week or two. Available. Eight. So, um, great pick. Eight. Okay. Uh, the DJ Moore pick. I He is controversial in the fantasy football podcast that I listen to. And look, I took Javante Williams a pick later, and even without the ACL injury, he wasn't looking great. So we both, we both are in the, the, we both need to take the blame for what I'm about to say here. I don't think DJ Moore was a good pick, uh, and we look later into that round, the options became Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, T Higgins, Jalen Waddle, Amon St. Brown. Those were five of the next seven guys picked. He and I are in much better situations if we made different choices. So, um, truly, uh, great start. You're right, Lucas. Um, he deserves better than to be eight. He at a minimum deserves to be in the conversation of on the in like an Alex type position, worst case scenario on the outside, in the inside of the playoffs, maybe not fully clinched in. Yep.
4: yeah, well, You got top, top two quarterback, top five wide receiver, two top 10 running backs. Yeah. And you're out. So,
2: and credit to Un- He and
4: Jay. They both forgiving league. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, you take the shot.
0: All right, seven. Mm-hmm. I, I'll go with Kelly. Kelly. I'll say Kelly. Alex, you, you went to Kelly as
2: well? Yeah. Three for three, guys. Nice rally. Uh, bumps up a spot from eight to seven. For the record, this gap between Kelly and Cam was the smallest in the entire rankings.
4: Thanks for peek, showing us a peek behind the curtain.
1: i like to do that. Yep. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, again, to, to really quickly um, speak because she is, is obviously still in it as we have uh, already covered here. Um, it's just the wide receivers is just a, a carousel of whatever you want to call it. Um, like she said, she would much rather have more flex and running back spots available because uh, that is the strength of her team. Um, and and so it's basically make a, a wrong call there, and that could lose you the game because they're putting up such big numbers. But um, work needed to be done much earlier than now on that wide receiver position. It's too late. Um, the receivers she has are the best available, and she just has to roll the dice. Um, so while I hope she makes the playoffs, and I hope I win, Those could be contradictory statements. Um, It does not feel like this is a a strong enough team to go very far.
2: She's getting healthy at a good time, though. You're right. Overall, that wide receiving core isn't good, but there is a Jamar Chase in there, and that's significant.
3: I think most people who are married can hold those two contradictory statements together and and live with the tension, you know.
2: Amen to that. (laughs) You know, guys, we we talked about, like, Kelly having to – I think this is a legitimate issue, uh, Lucas. You talked about maybe taking golf, like, to block Matt. But two is probably gonna play. Two is not definitely gonna play. So there's another reason to burn waiver priority. Oh, sure. So.
4: Call it, uh, call think, it what you want.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I will be curious. I will, and it's, I, I just recently discovered how to find the waiver report on, ES, on our website, so I can, we can actually see if uh, they both put the claims in, so I'm excited for that. Okay. All right, but uh, I hope it's entertaining for the rest of us to watch the Kelly, Alex, and Matt show come to a conclusion.
4: Well, right. Kelly has proposed that we go out to a bar on Sunday to have drinks because maybe that would uh relieve the tension a bit between the matchups. So we'll
2: you got see. a standing invite to be at this house, my man.
4: <laughs> yeah, you want to watch the fireworks, don't you?
2: No, no, not the both of you. No, I don't want any interest in that. I see enough conflict during the weekend <laughs> you, and I, you and I hanging out. Do you know, Lucas, is it gonna end on Monday night? Is it gonna end on Sunday night? Do you know in theory when uh you will have the results? Oh god, she puts two on Sunday night.
4: Yeah, so um really if you want to see what's gonna happen with um with the playoff seedings, you need to watch our matchup. Um that that's really gonna go a long way to determining it for sure. Um of of which right now I I have um, the projected advantage. Um, yeah. Oh shoot, this one doesn't say. It says the opponent, but not at what time. Um, she's so got, She's going to
2: likely play James. If she plays James Conner, this is going to go to Monday night.
4: Yeah, I'm Sunday at one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be done. I have uh, a defensive back at four o'clock and the rest of my team literally plays at one o'clock on Sunday. I've never so,
0: seen that. Wow. Okay. You're, uh, you're going to be shooting your shot. Team.
4: Yep. Watch her team.
0: Okay. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, I mean, for those of us who are kind of locked in, here we go. All right. Anyway, six. Uh Lucas.
4: Keep saying Cam. Just keep
1: your streak going. <laughs> uh, yeah, Alex.
4: Let to see if I can make a run here.
0: Alex, are you there? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Lucas. Are you on the toilet right now? <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: Two of you were right. Uh, one spot jump from seven to six. Lucas. Th- yeah. You're does this feel I like a fair be spot for you? So you're saying, saying I should like... be
4: in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am. <laughs> Sorry. What was your question? Does
2: this feel like a fair spot?
4: Uh Yeah. I, I feel I have a team that's good enough to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, it was just freaking dumb luck this year. We talked about a month ago about I'm one in three in points in game matchups decided by two points or less and yeah. it was a total of two, like two and a half points in those four matches was the difference like a total of two and a half points was the difference and I lost three of them um, switch one of those around we're having a different conversation right now um, let alone two and I'm in Alex's position so um, yeah, it sucks. I I felt I I, just, I really I like my team. Um I didn't like Kamara when I drafted him, but I had to there. Um we've talked before about how all of the elite players were gone by by pick 8 due to our keeper structure, so I was picking the 18th best player. Um and my keeper wasn't one of my, what is not one of the elite players. So I lost out on all of the top A plus elite talent across all the positions. Um, saying that, I think I put together a pretty decent team. Um, but yeah, Kamara didn't pan out. I think this is my first win with him getting less than 10 points. You were tracking that stat. Um, yep. so that was kind of cool. Um, it just, it just never clicked quite right. Um, all season and that was just really frustrating. So
0: I think you and I really need to hold ourselves accountable into the
2: off season. Um, I think Derek, your Madden reference just always resonates with me about we need to evolve with the game. You, sh- I think in modern day fantasy football, you do not come out of the first four rounds with two running backs anymore. Stop doing that. You shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it. We're just as guilty. I get the Kamara thing. Swift. My Javante Williams, because um, you, you may disagree, because I think it's an arguable point, but I would tell you I think your best two running backs right now are ETN and Pachero. That's who I would start um, next week over Swift. And I know Kamara's on a bye, but I think those are your best two running backs. So you could have you could have done the wide receiver thing we talked about with Cam and had some guys and just trusted the ability to find the waiver wire. It's because they're all over the place. I mean, I pulled Samaj P. Ryan at like 12:57, and he. He darn near got the win, got the win for me last
4: week. You know, we had the discussion Sunday at your house that legitimate is Christian Watson, my keeper. Um, yes. I picked him up the, off the waiver wire two weeks ago. Um, laugh if you want, but it's, I, whether I go that way or not, uh, I'm not leaning that way, but it's a legit question. Um, with the way he is finishing this season. Uh, very touchdown dependent, I may add. Um, getting between six and seven targets per game, which is not a lot. Three to four catches a game, which is not a lot. But it's the touchdowns. I don't know. Um, I'm not that comfortable with that though, so I I probably will not be keeping him. <laughs>
2: Well, I think that's fair, but I do think this is a legitimate case where I think the next four games are going to tell us something. Like if he just keeps being three catches for whatever, but no touchdowns, or if he evolves into a guy who also catches six yards and six balls and a touchdown, I think there's some kind of TBD there. Um Derek, what are your thoughts? Like we, Luke and I talked about this, and I think we we really think that's an idea worth considering. Or a lot of it. well actually, we'll say Watson for now. What are your thoughts with this team? Is that would that be in consideration for you?
0: uh reviewing here i mean yeah I think you gotta give it
3: the you gotta give it the time of day um it would it would feel like it would be kind of a a bold pick based on a small sample size going with watson but um he he looks really good, yeah, he, he passes the eye test yes um so it'd be it'd be intriguing it's 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 worth the consideration uh but gosh like I mean, Higgins, Higgins I like a lot. Yeah.
2: And Hertz has been good. We talked about how he seemed to be middling lately, but that changed on
0: Sunday. Yeah. Five quarterback. Yeah.
3: It seems like the issue with Hertz is that not as much lately, but earlier in the season they would get out to huge leads, and then he would just go quiet in the fourth quarter because they didn't, you know, need him to do as much. Um, and maybe that will yeah. be the same
4: situation
1: next
4: year but well and they they pulled him uh in in the Tennessee game as well mm-hmm. i mean they're they're doing the smart thing uh, that you should do um so he could add even more than than the 54 points but um yeah no he does not pass for very many yards like i i his passing yard average has to be close to between 200 and 225 yards a game so um and and the attempts are in the mid 20s maybe to low 30 right so it's not in our league in a PPR league uh in in a yardage heavy league um that's important but mm-hmm. what he does is he puts up running back numbers on top of yeah. his uh green bay 17 carries for 157 yards uh, on top of his 16 of 28 for 153 throwing yeah. um so that's where he gets it. As, as soon as he can, as soon as he stops running, uh, he will not be worth, um, playing in any, in any league. Um,
2: I don't know. I, I, I track your math there and I don't, I'm not going to say you're wrong because I don't think, I'm not going to, I don't know the answer, but I think things that make me wonder about that, what you're saying, two things. One, the Eagle defense is really good. Typically defenses just don't stay good year to year. So I think when they start to come back to the pack, He's going to have to do more things. He's not going to get pulled in fourth quarters, and like you're talking about. Other thing, they have a top five pick in the draft because New Orleans is stupid, as Derek pointed <sighs> out earlier. They could go a lot of different ways, but they're not going quarterback, which we we know that much. And, okay, what if they go wide receiver at, in the top five? Now you've got A.J. Brown, uh, this guy, Dallas Goddard, who's solid tight end, and seven running backs who can catch the football. Yeah. This, this could be an interesting pick for you.
4: Yeah, well, we'll see where I pick in the draft, and we'll see who they pick in the draft.
2: Hey, real Um, quick, are we going to do the postseason bash in person this year? I mean, you know, Derek, you may not show up, but you're you're welcome. But
4: the rest of us, do we actually get to break the three-year streak? I am more than willing to schedule something. I'll throw it out to the the thread.
2: All right, can you can you finagle work to get down here over here? I'm going to get to Michigan
3: one of these days. So I mean, what better occasion, right? So
4: try to make it. Maybe not in the middle of winter, though. (laughs) That's true. Yeah,
3: yeah. (laughs) I <laughs> thought no. <laughs> but
0: Go. Year, like... Sorry, I'll pick up our pace. Here. I know we're running a little bit long. All right. Um five. Alex. I will say Alex. I guess. <laughs> uh yes,
2: guys. Uh was five stays five, Alex. Anything what what are your thoughts on your team, Alex?
1: You're going into a big week here. Let me tell you. That Jets quarterback. That guy's going to carry me to the moon. Also, that's about it. Nick Chubb, appreciate you. I think I might make the playoffs. I just can't blow it. Am I afraid of blowing it? No, because I'm going to win. Darn it. Last week didn't go so great. That's okay. I knew it didn't matter too much. The boys were out there just keeping warm for playoffs. That's all. Next week we're coming for the, we're coming for the playoffs and we're going to win, maybe. I'm going to take the bat out of your hand at this point, Alex. Um, I'll tell oh, you one I thing. Just, you know, I dropped
2: the bat. I struck out. I'm walking back <laughs> to the dugout. One thing that just makes me so uncomfortable with this, this situation is that this happened. So in the 2020, in the 2020 season, Alex and I played, you know, rival week, rivalry week last week of the playoffs. He beat me in the last week, and then we rematched in the first round of the playoffs, and then I won, and then I had my run so I just hate the idea of having to beat a team two weeks in a row, so if I beat Alex, there's a good chance he's the sixth seed, and I don't want to play him twice so here's the, I'm actually hopeful I'm hopeful you win and I can avoid you because because I'm assuming he wins he's most he's the five seed there's no other there's no path to Kelly leapfrogging him
4: he's the five seed right now, so if he wins he's the five seed.
2: And Kelly, oh, so Kelly, also would have to outscore him by like 40-something in her win. Or no, head-to-head record for them. Who,
0: who's yep. got the head? Is it, Alex. who's got the Kelly's got the head-to-head win?
4: No, they're, uh, Alex and Kelly are, uh, Alex owns the head-to-head win.
2: Okay, so he wins, he's locked in at five. Yep. Okay, got it.
0: Okay. Alright. Uh, yeah, uh, I will be help?
4: watching your roster, Mr. Jenky. This no, no, ethical, I would. This is an ethical call. You better start a good lineup.
2: No, no, I, uh, I think my lineup decision. I even, I even picked up Dicker the kicker to cover for Young White being out this week. So I have, I, I'm above board. That's a good pickup. up <laughs>
5: <Thank>
4: Dick, Dicker Koo, <laughs> Koodicker. That's that's your new chub cup, Coup dicker <laughs>
2: Alright, well I think it's a good team, Alex. I think five, uh, you have a lot of upside. I am, I really like Mike White. Uh, we won't stay here long because I know you're not feeling well and we're gonna not focus on teams in the playoff hunt right now, but um I think Mike White is really good. He's looked great and, uh, if he can do well and pick up the rest of your team, I think you are in a good space moving forward. Thank
1: you. The, the Trevor Lawrence
3: experience, experiment is over,
1: huh? <laughs> well, no, he got hurt. <laughs> That's still going to be a hill that I die on, but his leg bent away that I didn't think legs should bend, so we might take a break (laughs) on him next week.
4: So so did Garoppolo's ankle, and then it stayed that way. It was quite the sight. Oh, no.
0: All right, four. Steve. Yep. Was four, stays four. I will stay here
2: briefly, and I won't even get into the stuff that happened Monday because I cried about that long enough. But I will repeat the pattern. I feel like this team is coming together. Um, Mahomes, McCaffrey, I've got some back. I've got three running backs I can play the matchup on in my other running back spot. Somewhere along the way, um, wide receiver has actually become a position that I'm comfortable with. Garrett Wilson looks fantastic. I picked up Marquise Brown, who's now healthy. Um, I will try my hardest next this week. That is just simply true, but I don't need the win. So I got two more weeks for Kadarius Cotone to come back in. I cautiously say I am moving into the big, the big three is becoming the big four. I like what this team is working towards and gosh help me, the Dallas defense is doing their part.
4: Um, here's the hill I will die on. You're a lucky son of a bitch because we've <laughs> scored the same amount of points. Um, we're within 20 points the entire season mm-hmm. and, um, you feel like you're the top four and I'm out of the playoffs. So yeah, it's just the matchups again, baby. Um And that's, that's the way it goes in this game. I'm, I'm not crying about it. it Somebody has got to stay out. It's just, it kind of sucks when I look at it that way. That's all.
0: Yeah. On that downer of a note.
2: Yeah. Yes. Somebody's got to right.
4: counter Alex and positivity. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: a really good point. All right. Now is when it gets snug. Our big three. Uh Who is three?
3: I think it's gotta be
1: Bob. Bobby. Yeah. Bobby.
2: You know, quite honestly, I talked about joining the big three. I think it's more about, um, yeah. was three states? I think it's about the fact this is right now more of a two, two horse race. And Bobby's more coming back to me versus I'm, my water level is rising. Bobby has not. Uh, had a good run, uh, but was three, stays three. I don't remember the last week he had a blow up. I don't remember his last blow up week. So, if, uh, I'm a little nervous about this team going in the playoffs.
4: Yeah, he's on a four game losing streak at the moment. Um, which is not the time to have a losing streak. Um, I, again, Tom Brady, man, I, he's a, the seventh quarterback, but God, I just hate that man. he's not going to put up 50 points uh you you need a quarterback or or somebody you need your quarterback to score 40 or 50 in the playoffs to win this whole thing brady's not going to do that um he's freaking at 18 points with the last five minutes to go in the game right um so it's just uh that just is is not the strength of this team and he's in the playoffs but again um He's got Dixon Hill. Uh, maybe that can win him a game. Um, but as we talk about the top two here, uh, or Steve, even if you have a really good week, um, he, I don't feel he can match that.
2: Yeah, I agree with the, always the caveat, like we just saw last week, anybody can have a week. Yep. All right. Two.
1: I think it's going to be Carly.
4: I am going to agree and say Carly. I'm
1: going to say Derek to be a contrarian.
0: Um, was two
2: stays two, Derek, and I will oh. tell you when I started putting this together, I thought the same thing, but no. Um, Carly's still, uh, Derek's still two, Carly's still one.
1: Yes, sometimes being a contrarian uh, pays <laughs> off.
3: <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm going to have to take a, a little bit of time here to let the shock wear off, because, um, <laughs> I thought with, uh, outscoring her this week, I would just, uh, surpass. But if, if you think you have the, the janky rankings figured out, you got to think again because there is some mystery there, which always adds intrigue to this whole process here. But,
4: uh, yep. That yeah. was your first mistake thinking that it would make sense. Yes.
3: <laughs> so, um, I mean, I feel like I shouldn't talk too long because you guys probably don't want to hear me, uh, go on about how happy I am to get a first round by. Um I mean, the strength has always been my, well, Eckler's been great, great keeper, but the real strength has been this, this, uh, deep wide receiver core. I had another scare with Waddle getting hurt. Uh, he came back for the second half, so it's not like it's okay. Again, <laughs> Brown kind of, just has his moments, uh, where I worry about his health. But, uh, I mean, so I guess I will be going into the bye week, hoping that everybody stays healthy. I have a little bit of concern. Again, you probably don't want to hear too much about my problems, but I don't like Kyler's matchups, uh, the next few weeks. Well, one won't matter when, on the road against Denver. That will be the bye week, but New England and the Tampa Bay. So like looking at, I'm looking ahead already. Uh, but, uh, yeah, not much else to say. I'm very excited for the matchup against Carly uh, to see if I can uh, snag that number one seed.
2: Well, I would say I, I agreed with you on the uh, uh Murray schedule, but it gets pretty good if you get to the championship. It's Atlanta. Yeah, it's, I, see
0: that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't get too far ahead of myself. But. It's. It's an incredible. It's an incredible team. Kyler scares me. The
2: rest. I mean, I'm sorry. I know you're not going to have your 31st ranked linebacker, David Long, and hopefully you can persevere <laughs> or find a spot to stash him. But uh, we're, we're making plans.
0: Yeah.
2: It's not, it's, yeah. So we'll talk. Yeah, I'll talk more about you guys next when we actually get into playoff matchups. But uh, uh, was one stays one Carly. So sounds like the room is surprised she did not lose her top spot.
4: Um, I was more putting Derek in the one spot, right? Because I'm on behalf of Cam. That's the curse, right? <laughs> um, Carly had a rare off week. Uh, Henry 4.8. Kelsey 5.6. Um, Barkley had 16. Metcalf had a rare 25 point game. Uh, but now's the time. Right, um, uh, she doesn't need these people to do well for the next couple of weeks. uh she needs to focus um on those two weeks in the playoffs uh week sixteen and seventeen. Start looking at those matchups um, depends on whether how important a oh, number one overall seed is to her uh on on how she tweaks her lineup this week against Derek. um Obviously, you put the best people who you feel um are in that spot, but um, I was ready to tell her to uh, put Joe Burrow in his starting quarterback spot and not think about it again for the rest of the season. But mm-hmm. as I look at the matchups, um, I actually think Herbert has the better two matchups there in the playoffs. So um, you have to think about that, especially the first game at Indianapolis. Um, so sorry to whoever gets Carly in the second round because mm-hmm. Herbert's playing the Indy defense. And Jeff Saturday knows how to coach, so watch out. (laughs) Um, But the other one I'm looking at uh, is Devonta Smith, right? Like, that's who I traded to her for Alave. And um, it almost feels like a fair trade at this point, too, like it did before. Um, But he's starting to come on a bit. Um, So Giants and Chicago next to... Watch those games, and I think you find a place for him in your starting lineup in the playoffs if he continues, um, on this run. Um, but yeah. So what, what scares me about
3: this team going into next week is in our matchup is that, you know, Henry was stymied by the, the Eagles defense, and now he's playing Jacksonville at home, and I feel like he's just gonna pummel them and have like one of his, uh, One of his great games where he rushes for nearly 200 yards. So that, that to me is the, is the biggest threat, uh, in our matchup.
4: I would also say Kelsey at Denver, uh, would also scare me as well. But then on the flip side of that coin, Barkley's got Philly. So could even, that's a good point. Good point.
2: Well, I want to, there's something you you guys haven't talked about, which would make me genuinely nervous for Carla's team is why I think Derek is the better team right now. Um, so where is your – where would – this is something that make would make me nervous about Carly C. I'm curious if you guys think the same thing. I'll be done with the preamble now. Derrick Henry has not averaged four yards of carry in four weeks. Uh Saquon Barkley has not averaged four yards of carry in three consecutive matchups. So um this is stymied and also not doing much with the opportunities, and these aren't one-offs. So I wonder if we've got some regression to the norm. And Derrick Henry, who rushes the ball 400 times in half a year – Mike kind of Superman might be getting tired. Derrick Henry's never going to be tired. Well, Derrick Henry missed games last year. Cause he wanted to, <laughs> I think his foot wanted to, <laughs> but okay. I mean, no, I mean, that's fair. I asked the question, Alex, you believe that uh the talent is going to carry him through the year. That's fair.
4: I do too. Uh That Philly game, they were getting blown out. Uh They were not going to run the ball. Um, they had their chance early on, and they decided not to for whatever reason. Um, like you mentioned, he's got Jacksonville this week. She's on a bye week 15. And first round of the playoffs, Derrick Henry gets the Houston Texans, uh, in which he scored 40 points in their last matchup. So, again, uh, <laughs> between the Houston Texans matchup and the Indianapolis Colts matchup with Herbert, uh, I feel – I feel sorry for whoever's in that matchup with her. It's not going to be fun.
3: Yeah. I think even a tired Derrick Henry can still roll over Jacksonville and Houston. Yeah. All right.
2: All right, guys. I think that is officially the show. So uh, we, we, uh, we didn't have, we haven't technically gone wire to wire yet. Cause I think we did have to miss a week, but I still feel the spirit of the uh, the process is going strong. So any last bits for anyone before we shut it down tonight? No recommendations I really want people to watch inside Job. I finished season two uh t- yesterday and it just even got better, so I know Derek watched it, so Mazatov
0: Good for your.
3: I've got a recommendation for everyone but but you Steve uh the shrink next door are you familiar with it? will Farrell Paul Redd?
2: stop it no. Stop
0: it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so what, if if you are in the field working as a counselor, it is very uh, maybe cringe-worthy moments because it's just too close to home of uh, violation of ethics. But for those that generally want to be entertained by some good acting performances and an interesting plotline, The Shrink Next Door, Will Ferrell, Paul red
1: I'm going to recommend um, barbecue chicken bites from Domino's. <laughs> That's harsh, man. Uh,
4: you'll love the, them. Yeah. You'll you'll <laughs> love them going in and coming out. Yep. <laughs> in the in the spirit of fairness and equity, uh I this week I will recommend uh the holidays of Hanukkah and
0: Kwanzaa uh, All right. Look at us. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, good luck everyone. Feel better, Alex. Thanks. All right, but until next week, you feel better, and uh, say goodnight, Gracie.
1: I hope Gracie feels better, too, whomever she may be.